I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Jake Sainalbeat. And this is a podcast about movies, about television shows, about video games. Oh, I popped out. There we go. Yep. Ryan, I'm glad to see you're back in your normal position. <laughs> uh, good, to, good, to, uh, good to have you back. I'm sure there's a lot more air out here. A little bit more circulation. <sighs> yes, there is. Um, I can breathe and the air quality out here is much better than it is inside of your bum. Ah, good, good deal. I'm happy to have uh, hosted you, but uh, what, what can I say, Ryan? I, I love to have you, but I hate to see you leave. Well, what can I say? You're cute and you're tight. Yep. All of those things. Ryan, I'm in a horrible mood right Why? now. What's wrong? You made me watch the Friends. I didn't make you. You made me watch the you agreed Friends to. reunion trailer right before we started this episode. Jake is such a huge Friends fan. Not true. That he's just tore up from what he just witnessed. I literally begged you. I said, I know it's, no, I know it's getting late. Me. I know that it's actually, we're recording this a night later than usual, but we have got to watch the friends reunion reunion trailer that's exactly what you said i refuse to watch the official one from hbo so what we need to do instead is watch a weird collection of what looks like leaked footage that someone has very poorly Mm -hmm. cut together yep or did it in my mom's basement (laughs) or yep (laughs) and then they they put a melodramatic track behind it and then a flashback sequence where they flash back to the the sitcom show. show where there's a laugh track and that just made me really feel that it hammered home the consistency of quality that I'm expecting from this friends reunion. Ryan, how did you feel about it? Um, there were some surprises there, Jake. We find out that Monica and Chandler are no longer together. I don't even think Ross and uh, uh, Rachel are even together. But then it seemed like they were together. I don't know. And it almost seemed like Ross and Phoebe were kind of talking and things were getting weird there where do you think they've all gone on their separate adventures why haven't they talked in years um because it's just a good plot for a movie yeah is this what this is is this just a one-off two-hour look like sappy movie it looked like the production quality was a lot higher than the sitcom was, oh yeah but. for sure because <laughs> it's hbo max and right. friends uh, what did they say in one of the bobo trailers we saw 16 million people yeah 16 million people still watch friends and i was like why it's not really that great <laughs> of a show if i'm being honest uh, me and my wife we watched it all the way through Ugh. and <laughs> when i think of like my favorite comedies i'm thinking like frazier obviously the office Dexter, 
Breaking Bad, Vice Principles. Breaking that only Bad ran. was one of your favorite comedies. Well, I'm, it was my favorite comedy. Well, Dexter wasn't a comedy either. I'm just thinking favorite shows. And the, Friends doesn't even make it there. I have tried. I have watched this so many times with so many different people, and I've hated it every single time. I thought that there was something wrong with me for the longest time. Oh, oh, there is, sir. Yeah, there is. I thought there was something wrong with me because I was like, this is so popular. Maybe I'm just missing something. But you just have the the bad acting, the poor production quality, just the every nipples. Every other episode is about gay panic as if somebody thinking you're gay is the worst thing. Yeah, we're. Were they gay panicked in them? Yeah, where one of them, where they like fall asleep on the couch and they're like, oh no, we spend the rest of the episode being like, but we're not gay. As if that's the worst thing in the world that people could think of you. I guess maybe that was in In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. People were like, oh, the gays. (laughs) Whoa. And now people are like, the gays. Yeah, let's just say, whoa. Representation in 19 fucking 96 was not. not great. <laughs> There's a lot of things. I mean, Will- even now it's it's not it, and more things are accepted, but you find something that's just as equally oppressed. You had Will and Grace and then that was about it. That <laughs> oh, oh, a queer eye for the straight guy. I think they bust out some stuff. I remember not 96. <laughs> I remember going to and I, I lived a sheltered life. So I remember whenever People were more openly gay. I remember going to the fair and there was two women holding hands. And I was like, whoa. Blew your little redneck mind. It it kind (laughs) of did. I was like, oh my God. People were out in the open being gay. And my mom worked at a hair salon. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was seeing, not seeing gay people and not knowing what they're up to, you know. But I was just like. Knowing what they're up to. You know, they were like, they had partners. It wasn't like they go home. They're like, hey. You sleep in this bed, I'll sleep in this bed. Now they were they were fucking like right. everybody else. Not an I dream a genie situation. Not yeah. A, but it I was like the Lucy. first time in public I've seen somebody be openly gay and like they were like, here we are. I I guess that's maybe how I should have phrased it. Um because I, <laughs> I think how you should have phrased it. The way it. I said it before just made it seem like I was like, hmm, the gays are out here. What's happening? Yeah, how about that? Uh Anyways, I hate friends, but that's not news to anyone that's listened to this before. News to you, Ryan, because you had this really uppity smirk on your face. Oh, there's a friends trailer. Yeah, you should, you should know. Yeah. And you were like, it's four minutes, man. I don't watch it. But there's one. It's like 41 seconds. And then we compromised. And we were like, oh, there's one for two minutes. So we wound up watching both of them. We watched the four minutes and the two minute ones. And they're both shit. I don't and I don't understand where the official trailer was. Well, we got the gist. Yeah. And so clearly someone has got some leaked footage and cut together this bootleg fucking looking awful. It the movie itself, I cannot imagine what this movie is going to be. They like, should have shot looks, it the same way they shot the show. It looks so melodramatic and over the top, and just completely, totally different. And I can't imagine. It's so weird because I, if you're a fan of the show, why? you're going to watch this and be first off, why? Second off, how does this match up in any sort of way to what you like about that show? It just seems. I don't know. Anyways, uh, nine out of ten for me. Can't wait for it. <laughs> You're such a liar. It's <laughs> probably like a one out of ten for you. I would. I'm gonna end up watching. It's like let's face facts. 
if if you watch the whole all the tv shows you gotta go watch this and there's probably gonna be stuff that i'm gonna forget or whatever but i mean it's something to review (laughs) man that is the level we're currently at right now dude that's the level we live by well ryan the final trailer for a quiet place 2 is here the final trailer for a movie that was supposed to come out literally 14 months ago so how do you feel about that because i thought it looked fine and i just am tired of this i i the (laughs) first one was okay but i was just like whatever like i just don't care this is one of those that was supposed to come out about when the pandemic was starting and it's insane that this is still been drug out this long you said drugs yeah i love you john krasinski (laughs) but there's no way that this is going to make the amount of money you're expecting it to you should have just released it you should have went video on demand you should have pulled a bloodshot released in theaters and then released on video on demand like two weeks later because it's bloodshot that's the way i feel about a quiet place too like it's like yeah, maybe it's probably better made than Bloodshot, but at the end of the day, nah. it's not a Black Widow. Black Widow, baby. And even then, I'm not sure that's the one that's going to bring Marvel back, you know, but it just put it out already. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's a quiet place, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, maybe they think that it's an endearing uh, a character that we've seen before and have familiarity. And we'd but like to see. They? I don't know, man. They, I they put just, their baby I am a, looking here for silver linings. They man. put their baby in a box and they're like, well, Shh. you know, that's how you make a hush a baby. Yeah. You're like, so, Shh, I'm going to put you in that box, baby. Like, from the characters that you loved, like that baby in a box, guess what? Now it's my tick in a box. <laughs> Originally, that was just a baby in the box. That's what happens when you put too many dicks in too many boxes. God, if you could just see my face now, it was like yeah, I smelled like a raunchy fart. I was look like, of Whoa. disgust, Ryan. Actually, oh, that was more than disgust, my friend. That was, you kiss your mother with that mouth. Recalled, he recalled from surprise and disgust he genuinely uh, therapy did not know what is to what do. i will need <laughs> speaking of therapy sony is facing a lawsuit that is uh, claiming it's operating an unlawful monopoly by restricting digital purchases of playstation games solely to the playstation sore say it ain't the so, playstation Jake. sore you're are you sore i'm sore because i still sore? can't buy what <laughs> yeah have you even been like on the hunt lately nah I kind of gave up on that a little bit. Yeah, I was like, I've got some other shit I got to pay for, and yeah. now it's I'm like trying to find a girlfriend. You know, sometimes you just like give up. And you're like, fuck it, yeah. or a boyfriend. I guess I don't know how it works for ladies. Just a part, or men who are looking for men, or just a friend in general. Well, like us, yeah, like we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> remember that whole conversation we had that one time? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I get why the guy, the gay dudes, do their thing. You're like. You mean like have just a regular friendship, like somebody you hang out with and just shoot the shit with? I'm like, yeah, man. And you're like, that's like a regular friendship. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not like a relationship where you have to be um, physical with each other. And I yeah. was like, yeah. Like a friendship. <laughs> yeah. But just like a relationship where you get to like hang out and stuff. Right, that you go to back to your separate homes, and I was like, yeah. you just described a regular friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, <laughs> that's the shit I want. Anyways, friendship. I can't. People are always going to be filing lawsuits. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna sue the person that's fi- that's f- suing Sony because you know what? This is America, and that's what we do. Yolo. We do, we do misinformation. We don't do dieting, and we also sue people for everything. And you know what? That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put some legal funds. I'm gonna counter sue the people that are suing Sony mm-hmm. for no real reason, just to get our names out there. Mostly, just that almost accurate podcast is suing. Betsy, what's her name? That's Betsy Wetsy. Yeah, Betsy Wetsy. That's alleging Sony has a monopoly because they're set. I don't see how they can make that claim when literally every digital seller has a monopoly on on selling things. Well, you know what? It's just the nature of it. Especially if you're selling like a fucking console that doesn't even take discs. This person's just looking for free money. Yeah. They're trying to get their name out there. That's in, that's so stupid. 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 New trailer for the Rugrats reboots proves 3D animation is going to take a minute for us to get used to. I mean, because, it's a little weird. Chucky Finster's hair, man. This is not fucking terrifying. Angelica looks like a fucking monster. <laughs> well, she was like she pretty blink. shitty as a person. She was. And then they did the one where they were grown up and that sucked. But they were also like exactly what you think they'd be like when like 12 years later it looks like Susie's in this too i see her in the background Uh, this ign article states that rugrats first premiered in 1991 as a 2d cartoon really ign really well i mean thank you for clearing that up. i'm just gonna say that there's some people that are younger than us who may not know that are you saying that there are people that weren't alive in 1991 i am telling you that there are people in 91 (laughs) are people here after 91 as he yawns yes sorry i'm old and i you know i still wear a diaper because i'm an old fucker and i gotta clean out my colostomy bag um guardians you know what as someone that's young and definitely does not wear slippers and a flannel and sadly shuffles no no you definitely that was you tonight you were like let me go get my jacket that's how i greeted you that's how i greeted you at the door (laughs) i know i was like mom (laughs) my mom gets on her robe and then like her little her uh slippers she goes walking around with a little chihuahua with her she's like yep bambi likes it here i gotta hold her like oh my god tt um guardians of the galaxy volume three will probably be the end of drax dave batista says well i mean he's just like a side character you know we ain't got time for these side bitch characters we need to get to the main bitches you know what i'm saying yeah i want to see what uh i want to see what 80s song chris pratt's listening to yeah or whatever uh tawny katane danced on her last car she recently died why because she decided to get on a car and dance around as the car was moving. Rest in peace. Wow. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Super announced this new movie. There's a Dragon Ball Z movie. Woo! Oh. Super. Yeah. Super duper. Um, Vintage. Let There Be Carnage. The trailer was released. Vintage, we watched let it. Let There Be Venom. Let Them Be Venom. Now. You said Vintage. Let There Be Carnage. Vintage. Let There Be Carnage. Vintage Venom. Vintage Venom. Well, this is what happens when you keep an old man out past his bedtime and fuel him with alcohol. Jacob, how dare you? You've had two beers. I haven't even had two beers and I am just skunked. (laughs) Well, let me just say, Ryan, 
I think that this movie looks like absolute garbage because they changed Woody Harrelson's wig. They changed his wig, but there was like rhyme or reason. I didn't read it, but the director, you know, was like, well, there's, I like the fact that, you know, whenever they try to write their own story as to why his hair is different. And you're just like, man, let's just be honest with self. You use some fake ass, stupid ass wig because it's about all y'all broke asses could afford. And then you're like, they're giving us a green light for a sequel. All right. We're going to have to bring back everybody. We got money for a new wig person. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's Um, be honest. The reason that this was so funny was because at the the post credit sequence of the first Venom, they've clearly just found like an old Ronald McDonald wig that somebody had in a suitcase somewhere and they've stuck it on bald Woody Harrelson and put mm-hmm. him in a jail cell. And that was one of my favorite parts of that movie. He's probably just to be carnage. Most he looked of the time. absolutely fucking ridiculous. And so the fact that they've actually paid money for an actual wig, that's again, not just a fucking raggedy and doll that they found on the side of the road that they collected cut the head off of and put on top of Woody Harrelson. I know it was Raggedy Ann. It could have been Andy. Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Andy doll. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah. Anyways, just because this isn't a red mop they found in the bottom of a dumpster and put on top of Woody Harrelson doesn't mean that they need to go out and get all these fancy. Looks like he's had hair transplants now. He looks great. Let me just tell you this. That upsets me. Woody (laughs) Harrelson has been in some great movies, right? He was in Cheers. He was in White Man Can't Jump. He was in um, No Country for Old Men. He was in Zombieland. And, uh, Zombieland 2. Yep, he was both of those. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there there's some faith to be had here. He did the Hunger Games movies. He did do that. He did that. I didn't really watch those because I wasn't really into those. Very bad. Most of them are not good movies. (laughs) Good. Well, maybe that's why I didn't watch it. The biggest thing about the first first one was that they filmed it in Boone. But other than that, they're mostly not good movies. (laughs) Was that the only one? Oh, they had Lenny Kravitz, too, which was weird. It is true. Why do they have Lenny Kravitz? Uh, Why not? Stanley Tucci was in those movies, too. Who? Who? Name seems familiar. Stanley Tucci? Yeah. I can't even with you right now. We, uh, well, so we, you better. We spent 10 minutes talking about the Friends reunion and you don't know who Stanley fucking Tucci is. Yeah, because Friends is a uh, uh We huge. haven't even talked about this trailer yet. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm looking up the Stanley Tucci fellow. I recognize the name. He's got a show on CNN right now. Where he will, eats pasta in Italy. Woo. And then he goes to a different city and he's like, oh, this pasta is pretty good too. Oh, is this the guy who was in, um, what is that? The Devil Wears Prada? No, I didn't see that movie. Here, good things. Um, um, uh, the Kingsman. Is that that guy? No. Oh, he was in Captain America. Yeah, he was the bald guy there. Yeah, okay. He's the bald guy. In he was in the Kingsman. That is that guy. Yep. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Anyhow. Well, I mean, you should have just told me that. Okay? Anyhow, any hoosers. This trailer looks exactly like I thought it would. Um, I like that Venom butt cheeks. Uh, he's had there. They have a friendship with uh, the Asian lady who runs the local convenience store. Uh, that's very wholesome and nice. Uh, it sure looks like Michelle Williams is not back for this sequel, which is not oh, surprising. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, she's not in there. <laughs> but to be fair, she was barely there for the original. And with the scene she was in, she really did not seem to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. 
all good times that first venom what can what can we say about it what can we say that hasn't already been said you didn't like it tom hardy looked like shit he was really wet and sweaty and <laughs> yelling all the time and it carnage kind of looked cool Carnage looked cool. Uh, it look at least from the trailer, the CGI does not appear to be that much better than the first one. It doesn't. It looked really dodgy at times, and this looks equally as low rent as this, <laughs> some of the scenes from that. Well, in the trailer that we saw for the first one, I remember thinking like Ugh. maybe they rushed it because there was something wherever he, he's in the middle of the street. It's like after like a motorcycle scene. Yes, and he one. picks up some dude and. Um, his venom face comes off and he's talking to the guy and then the venom face goes back on and is like opening its mouth and going to yes. eat the guy. Well, they have no excuse for this one because this one was supposed to come out last almost a full year ago, I think. Well, I feel like they have excuse like they could have finished the VFX. <laughs> they they could have, but maybe that's like the final product. That's all they could afford or something. I don't know. That's all we can afford. Venom, hey. Venom 2, colon, this is all we could afford. Let there be carnage. <laughs> Let there be They're carnage. really contributing to the fact that there will be carnage. Why? Because it looks like shit. Yeah, our spreadsheets have been fucking wrecked, dude. <laughs> There's no more in the budget. Our pivot tables. Woody Harrelson just came and shat all over our pivot tables. This is going to be a movie that we're going to end up watching. But yeah, it probably won't be the best movie ever. Wouldn't the, it be the best movie for the year? The first movie, the first Venom was one of the best one, best ones we've I can't even complete that sentence. See, you're fucked up like me. No. It's that two beer life. I just can't lie. Oh. No. Yeah, I've got to be brutally honest. That movie was a bad movie. I had fun with it, but I don't remember literally anything from oh, it. It could be worse. It could be Halloween again. The best movie we've ever seen. Um, Seth Rogen says he'll no longer work with James Franco after allegations. Well, nice that he said this three years after he got accused. I know. I was like, man, there has been like this huge, like when well, he brought it up and I was like, why is this even getting brought up now? Literally everyone kind of forgot about this because we kind of, I think one of our first episodes was about the disaster artist. And I think we had to, we had we at least brought up the fact that Franco had been accused of sexual misconduct from multiple women when we did the disaster artist, and that was, you know, forever ago. So it's a this is a weird time that he brought this up. I think I someone just directly asked him. I guess so, but it's it it does seem so strange that he would come at. I don't know if they address this now or whatever, because why even say anything? You'd just be like no comment or like yeah, no, we're not really going to work to- though. Yeah, he did. I read it and I was like, man. However, <clears throat> Rogan said in 2018 he would continue working with Franco, but that stance appears to have changed. <laughs> Three years. What can I say is that I despise abuse and harassment. I would never cover or conceal actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that. I also look back to the interview in 2018 where I commented that I would keep working with him. The truth is that I have not and I do not plan to right now. Noting that the end of his professional relationship with Franco was not a coincidence as many things had changed in regards to their personal dynamic. So, well, they were really like brotastic there for a while. They even made fun of it. And this is the end. Yeah. So apparently, yeah. So you've you've read the allegations, so we're not going to rehash them, but. I think he's probably done some fucked up shit. So it's it's weird that they're coming he's coming out and saying this now but like you said i guess they, someone came out directly asked well they got their trilogy I, you know if i'm thinking about it and i'm not justifying it but maybe us as an audience got our trilogy out of them 
I liked the interview a lot. I can. The interview, I think that I liked it, but I liked the Pineapple Express, and then I watched that recently, um, and I did not like that. We watched the interview literally like a month or two ago. (laughs) It was still good. Olivia never saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this this dumb comedy movie almost got us bombed by North Korea. Yeah, doubtful. All talk, no walk there. Well, they definitely probably hacked us, and that's the reason that Trump won. Yes. They say it was the Russians, but little did they know it was the North Koreans. Uh, Just so many good lines from that one, though, honestly. He's got that stank dick, dude. Randall Park is Kim Jong-un saying he didn't. They first say he said he didn't have a butthole. And then James Franco asked him if he had a butthole. And he said, oh, I do have a butthole. And it's working overtime, my brother. Yeah. And uh, what was it? The Katy Katy Perry. Perry. Yes. Fireworks. The Man, great, great scene where they were shooting, riding around in a tank, shooting at a mountain where a firework was playing in the background. Baby, you're fine. And then he sings firework to him when he's doing the interview, and Kim Jong Un cries and shits his pants on screen. Um, Eminem blames it on the cameraman. Oh yeah, Eminem is gay in that for some reason. There's like a tiger scene. Yeah, he's like, like so by gay, he's like. I'm sexually attracted to other men. I was like, leaving a so gay by- <laughs> breadcrumb bread trail. trail. <laughs> I was like, okay. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, Durs is in that movie too from Workaholics. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> he's a dick. He always plays like a dick, but when in Workaholics, he was he's like- the nicest. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he was just better. I wish they'd have play him up more like that. I seen him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine wherever he was like- um, the guy's got to be um, his family's got to hell from like the Norwegian states because he was playing a Norwegian character. And I was like, oh, this is funny. They the three of them did a movie that we should watch. I, and now that I think about it, what movie? it's from like two or three years ago, but I'll have to look up the title of it. Is it the one wherever they're like, uh, like spies or something? <laughs> they're spies, something like that. With the workaholics guys. Yeah. The three of them are back together. I, I've, I think I've seen that. I think it was like a Netflix or Amazon movie. Something like that. It had um, Kevin from um, Shameless. I forget what that guy's name is, but he used to be fat. Are you skinny? It was fat and then it was jacked. It's like Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny. Exactly. Fat Mac. <laughs> yeah. Who is a Fit Mac now? Fit. It's back to, back, back to being fit. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. So that's Seth Rogen and James Franco. Not yeah. From, which is weird. Yeah. You posted this, Ryan. Legends of the Hidden Temple is rebooting. Oh, yeah. Player. And they're going to pick up like old adult people. And this is the part where um, I admit that I've never watched this before. You've never watched this? What I've kind of shelter it. have you lived? So basically, you would do these challenges. Um, I remember, so there was teams and you could be like the blue barracudas or like the orange monkeys or like, you know, something else. And there was like this um, like rock creature who was just like a face and he would talk to the host. And basically, if the kids won whatever challenges, they would get like a pendant. And you would get so many pendants. And then you would run through the legends of the hidden temple. And you would have to put like these figurines together. But there was also like these random dudes in this little makeshift like arena. And they could come out and you'd have to give them your pendant, like half of it or the whole pendant. And if they enough of them got you, then you would be, it'd be over. Nice. 
I, I'm really struggling with that because yeah. that is all from memory and sounds like something you can't wait to watch after I am CBD stoked. hits. That, that this could be your new supermarket sweep, dude. Don't even joke. <laughs> Um, we also saw a new trailer for this movie called The Green Knight, which is was supposed to come out last year, and now it's going to be in theaters on July 30th. It looks so strange that I'm into it. I didn't hate it either. Uh, I like Dev Patel, and this looks... It's so weird. I have no clue what this is about. It's set, like chop some dude's head and then the like dude's like, find me, bitch. And Dev Patel is the only Indian character in it. So I don't Oh, know. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. So, so at first I thought that this was going to be some Maybe kind adopted. of colonial thing or something like set in India. But nope, it's just set in regular old, you know, white knight, people lands and dragon England. And then there's like tree people and he chops a tree dude's head off and he's like, hey, I'll see you in one year, bitch. And he's like. Well, I'm what does wait. that mean? I don't know. Well, anyways, he, he said it in the trailer. I don't I'll see you in one year, bitch. And then he just like poofed off, carried his head. Like anyways. the headless horseman. He was just running and laughing on a, or not yeah. running. He was riding a horse and his head was laughing yeah, as he was, was holding it as de- decapitated body. His head was bleeding, even though it was a tree. So I'm assuming trees fill too, dog. Yeah. That's some kind of allegory or a simile. Or a metaphor. Mm, One of those or three foreshadowing. Things. Or a foreshadowing. Or a foreshadowing. Or a foreskin. One, two, three, foreskin. So I'm a little bit sensitive about this topic, if I'm honest. I'm a little bit country. So, <laughs> I'm a little bit foreskin. <laughs> I, yeah, so there's like giants. Dev Patel is... He gets hogtied at one point and then he's laying on the ground looking at another person that's hogtied, but that other person is a skeleton. But he's dressed in the there. same, like... Yeah, so maybe there's like a time traveling thing going on there. What? Yeah, it blew something. my mind. I it looks like it looks like it's a horror action movie. Maybe, maybe, and it's also a timepiece. Yeah, um, these type of movies, I don't openly say like, yeah, man, I'm into these, but I find that I'm more into these movies than I I give off because give fucking Lord of the Rings. I was like, pretty. Those, those are classics absolute classics if i'm honest <laughs> yeah but i mean like what other movies like the first night with richard gear i remember watching that as a kid and i was like yeah or uh robin hood with kevin costner oh yeah yeah i i don't know i i'd give it a shot it looks interesting. I want to see watch it just to figure out what the fuck is happening in this trailer. Yeah, I have no idea. How long is this movie? Because it seems like you go a lot of places and cover very- a lot of ground. I bet it's probably just like your standard two hour movie at this point. I would think but two hours, yeah. It seems like there's so many different disjointed pieces. I don't understand how all of them are gonna fit together. And I'm pretty enthusiastic about it. I stifled a yawn as I was talking about it, but it does it it looks weird, it looks different. And I'd be willing to give it a shot. The Green Knight. What is that about? I didn't see any green anywhere in that. Yeah, you did. At the beginning when they sell that letter, it's green. Oh, yeah. And then. It, well, that probably gives it away then. This yeah. is about like a stamp. And maybe it's like a tree, <laughs> like foliage. It's green like foliage. Yeah. And then it's like nighttime. Um, Dave Batista again. He's here to join the cast of Knives Out. As well as the girl who was in that video f- with fun for janelle what's her name janelle or janella monet janelle monet yep that one very good 
<laughs> I had it right. Fuck me. Um, we also have some other news. Adult Swim announces Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Metal Apocalypse, and Venture Brothers movies. Um, this has been a long time coming. Um, so I'm not sure what the audience for these look like. I feel like Metal Apocalypse will do pretty well. Um, Hunger Team, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that was big back in the day, but will it be big again? And then the Venture Brothers. I mean, I watched that a little bit, but I don't know. That seems like that would come runner up on there. I have not watched any of these. You haven't watched any of these? Not I was never into Adult Swim, if I'm honest. Well, stop being honest. Just lie through your teeth. I can't wait for Aqua Teen Hunger Force. There you the go. Look screen. at you go. <laughs> like um, I said earlier, I can never tell a lie. Jake, I'm gonna hold want to hold you after this, but Ellen is ending her talk show after 19 oh, seasons. Oh no! She ruined Portia's face. Follows a high-profile investigation into allegations of a toxic workplace and Ellen's purported harassment towards staff. Well, sucks to suck. I guess I don't know what the, I don't. What do it you sucks want? Sucks to suck. Eat this butt. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want about it? I don't know. Um, crazy Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible Seven, genuinely trying to kill himself. Um, so <laughs> motorcycle stunt is the most dangerous to Tom Cruise's career. Of course, he says, if the wind was too strong, it would blow me off the ramp. The helicopter filming the stunt was a problem because I didn't want to be hammering down that ramp at top speed and get hit by a stone. I don't know what that means. A stone. It, like it's a helicopter it isn't blowing like stones like what maybe he's been in england too long i had about, I'm about six, to get hit by a stone i had about <laughs> six seconds once i departed from the ramp to pull the chute and i don't want to get tangled in the bike if i do that's not going in well so you know tom cruise is being almost 60 doing crazy shit i can't wait until he actually kills himself on you screen. can't wait until can't. that he's got to finish these movies this is what he's edging towards you this know is what that have you ever edged yourself uh, towards death yeah edging that's clearly what he's doing where he's hanging onto planes he's doing dangerous motorcycle stunts he's trying to kill himself but he's building himself he up has no one to love like he used to love katie holmes until oprah winfrey oh well, you know Scientology and a bunch of other stuff, but hey, it teaches him how to fly. He doesn't even really need a parachute. He was lying. Yeah. Um, Target pulls Pokemon cards, citing threat to workers. <laughs> wow. People be cray, Ryan. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. This. Where's your gasoline? Uh, no. Par- Target is pulling its in-store sales of the popular trading cards, including Pokemon, citing employee safety. And this is after a, and I shit you not a parking lot brawl in one of its stores last week. Hell yeah. The retailer has told CBS Money Watch it would no longer sell Pokemon and sports trading cards in physical locations beginning on Friday. Oh, fuck. That's stupid. You know, sometimes they go through there and I'm like, you know, it'd be cool to just like buy a pack of cards again. Honestly, that was what, when I was ages like when ten. I was ages, when multiple I, ages, when I was between one. the age of 10 and like 12, 13, going into like Target, going into Walmart, like the, where they had like the Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, baseball card section. That was like my favorite part of the store. Just that one rack. And you could just you could just soak it in. And then I would 
you know, get into a small altercation with anybody else who happened to be around. Uh, I'll meet you back in the parking lot. (laughs) That was, those are some of my favorite childhood, fighting over Pokemon cards are some of my favorite childhood memories. You guys, and the fact that the liberals don't want you to fight over Pokemon cards in parking lots anymore is exactly what's wrong with this country. (laughs) Don't even know. I remember getting like baseball cards and shit like that when I was a kid. And, you know, they, some of them would come with gum inside of them. You eat it and it was like rock hard. And when you bit into it, break your mouth like glass. Um, That was endearing. And then like going to gas stations, being able to get like cards and shit like that. Um, I don't know. I miss that life. I have like a ton of sports cards. I remember when those Desert Storm cards were really big. Desert Storm, like from the war? Yeah, there was Desert Storm cards. Like, I have, like, I have a, a Colin Powell. I yeah, I think I have one of those, too. I think it's from the second Iraq war where it's got, like, Saddam Hussein and other, like... How weird to do, like, cards like that. I think I bought that in, like, one of those surf shops in Myrtle Beach. So, maybe that's not... Now that they're full of, you know, Trump merchandise, I guess it's not that surprising that they've you know, rebranded over the years, but mine was mustard and Crutchfield. That's uh, where I got my shit. Well, they have great pimento cheese too. I've heard. Yeah. And a bunch of hockey players work there. It's a very and big hockey area down in Mustin and Crutchfield. Yeah. It's weird. I was like, why are so many people into hockey down on the side of town? For those of you that don't know, Mustin and Crutchfields is a small grocery store slash arcade slash music. What is shop. that smell in there? It's Mustin and crutchfield <laughs> it's just musty <laughs> mustin and crutchfield that's mustin if you're ever in our hometown check out mustin and crutchfield there's some free nobody's gonna come to our hometown to check out mustin already. and crutchfields to figure out what we're talking about <laughs> the smell that's what i always remember as a kid um it smells it, like crutchfield in here i don't know what it smells <laughs> like like decaying meat or something i don't know uh disney plus hits 103 million subscribers well sounds like a lot head of the curve i think that they were only targeting 100 million in like the first two years and so they beat that what is it about a year and a half at this point something like that yeah um sonic good job disney with the underdog disney corporation yeah god forbid one one for the little guy (laughs) (laughs) um sonic 2 finishes filming in vancouver so we got that to look forward to what we don't have to look forward to is brainiac would have been the villain in the man of steel 2 well guess what not happening (laughs) um brainiac is like a pretty good villain for him though um, and Janelle Monet Knives Out 2. Yeah, we talked about that one already. Joker right. sequel reportedly still in development. Oh, thank God. Exactly what I was looking for. Um, Blade will begin shooting July 2022. And all that's right. all the news that I have for you. All right. Well, Ryan, uh, we were going to watch Raya and the Last Dragon this week, what? only to find out that those those under those plucky underdogs at the Walt Disney Corporation they have decided, yeah, those underdogs that um, you know you, you can't we, buy that shit now. Originally, you could buy that for thirty dollars on top of the Disney Plus subscription that we are both sharing. 
<laughs> yes. So we are. I like we to are think two that I piggyback of the, off that. We are two of the 103 million subscribers or one and a half, I suppose you could say. Um, but so we had the option of watching uh, that for $30 on a different platform or just waiting until June 4th when it's free. So we decided to do that. Um, but that did give me the inspiration. Hey, why don't we. Why don't we delve into the, why don't we dive headfirst into the Mickey Mouse vault and talk about what exactly are our top 10 Disney slash Pixar or Disney or Pixar movies? I took it as whenever you said it, Disney Pixar movies. I so like all mine are Disney have Pixar. a question that you're not sure of. You just assume it's one instead of confirming it. But yeah, duh. <laughs> that's my God given right, man. However, uh, I will admit that my top 10 list, I think eight of them are Disney and Pixar movies instead I, of Disney or Pixar movies. I can't so. think of any Disney movies that I was like, yeah, that's better than Disney Pixar. I think that there are only two and they're both pretty predictable. Once we get, once we get them, you'll be like, oh, we'll yeah, start from the bottom, work our way up. I'm sure sense. Lion King's on there. We'll start it. We'll start. Do you want to do your number 10 or my number 10? First? You go with your number 10. Finding Dory. Okay. Um, I like this movie a lot, but it's not nearly as good as the original. Exactly. Which it's, we'll find later on your top 10 then. A uh, little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, a little bit of foreskin. It will come back later. Yeah, it's just it feels it has Ellen in it. And she just like yelled at me the whole time I was watching it. And it just made the experience a little bit less uh, optimal. <laughs> so that's why that they're not doing Finding Dory again. Well, they uh, might be because, uh, you know, Tiffany Haddish may be taking over the Ellen show. So I thought you were about to say she was going to take be taking over the role of Dory. The that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, what the hell? Because. Hey, Marlon. Yeah, <laughs> what's my fucking name again, Marlon? I can't. <laughs> I was swimming up this Same pipe and then I forgot where I was going. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's OK. Um it, it's definitely it's it's a good movie, but you could tell that it's probably about 13 years later than it needed to be. It was really so much later because Finding Nemo came out in 2003 and this came out in 2016, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just they really sh- they did Anchorman, too, where it was just like it was so far beyond. It was it had been so long at that point. It was like, why bother? I know why bother money, but. Yes, they could have done it. Well, it wasn't that good either. Yeah. If they had a story to tell, which they kind of did. No, I liked in the original where they, you know what? I'll talk about that when we talk about the original, what I liked about the original. It's a good movie, but it's just nowhere near as good as Finding Nemo. Boom. What's your number 10? I'm going with The Incredibles. All right. Um, I thought that was something different and it's a movie once again there was like this huge length of time in between the original and the second movie um, I almost was gravitating towards the second movie but I think that's just because I had seen the second movie like fewer times right um, it's kind of like up you know up was a really great movie but you just it was oversaturating the market so all right, so Elastigirl erotic fan fiction was kind of what brought you erotic back. fan fiction, yeah, yeah, with those big old booty chicks, absolute dump truck, yeah, she dumped like a truck, truck, truck. <laughs> um, but no, I think that was like a good cast and um, good cast, good performance. Um, 
we can go ahead and talk about it now. It spawned like a video game and it spawned like a second movie. Like it was so good that it did a second movie. Arguably you could say that this is the beginning of Disney's superhero Renaissance because this was 2006. Ooh, was it even that long? Two years before Iron Man. So arguably they really kind of, they nailed a formula in this that they kind of took on to some of the other Marvel stuff when they acquired Marvel. So it there's look at you making me sound good for picking 10. Jake, go ahead and tell people. Yeah. Anyways. So Incredibles is also on my list, but it's not the next one. Uh, my number nine though, uh, dear near and dear to my heart. Um, and it's, you could even say it's my rock of love because Dwayne, the rock Johnson is in this one. It's Moana. Whoa. One that I watched at the beginning of quarantine last year, right around the early April mark. And I have to say, I really, really liked it. I hadn't watched it in a while or ever for that point, because I watched it for the first time last year, like I just said, and I think it's really good. (laughs) I also think it's really good, but it's further on my list. Uh, further up your list, yes uh, way further say. what did you like about it we'll go um ahead. well i like the setting i think that the um colors and just i enjoy that island vibe um i thought like some of the music was great in it like the crab i thought his his little areas grab the shiny thing yeah um i also enjoyed the rock and his uh music his little tattoo um and I don't know. I enjoyed like a lot of things about it, like the like, the the uh, chicken character. Yeah. I um, liked when they go to that island at the end and they got to fight the volcano. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Moana is like one of my favorites. My favorite Disney Pixar movies. Now, is it my favorite? You have to wait and wait see. Wait and find out. <laughs> but it's definitely up there. <laughs> but yeah, Moana, Moana was great, especially a first time coming to it because it was already uh, several years old by the time I watched it. But uh, it was good. Ryan, what is your number nine? I went with Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc. All right. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I haven't watched that until recently. John Goodman and Billy Crystal. I did enjoy their little playback. I kind of like Billy Crystal, He's, especially as a monster, because you're like, oh, this guy's like a putz. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. And then just to see these two idiot monsters, um, John Goodman's character, Sully, he's kind of like a gentle giant. But it's so funny to see all these people scared. Um, you know, children. And then you had, of course, um, Steve Buscemi's character was like this chameleon like character who was like the villain or whatever. Yeah. And then you had Boo. And I, I don't know. It was just a fun adventure. It is different and like explained how like the monsters in your closet were. I, I just thought it was very yeah. cool. Monsters Inc. Pro- See, the problem I have with a lot of these is that I have watched them once or twice and I haven't seen them in 20 years. Mm-hmm. I do remember watching Monsters Inc. in the theaters and then like one other time after that and really enjoying it. I remember watching Monsters University about five years ago and not, not enjoying, enjoying it, it nearly as much. Yep. So that's my most recent memory with Monsters Inc. But really should have just gone back and watched the original. Might have spoiled you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you go back to some of those earlier Pixar movies and the anim you can tell like the animation and stuff is just not quite. It's a lot more stilted. It's mm-hmm. not quite as good, but 
I don't know. Like I do remember liking the original Monster Sync a lot. It's not on my list. Um, but. I'm going to throw this out here. How many of these do you think we have lined up in the same number? I'm going to say two. I'm going to say our top five. It, top four might be identical. Oh, I don't think so. All right. I'm going to say we at least have two that are the same. I'm going to say there's at least two of our top four that are probably pretty close. Mm, I don't know. Uh, so number eight for me was the Incredibles, which we already talked about, but I thought, you know, I thought it was really good. That's I a dump like, truck, dude. A dump truck, man. It's incredible. What can I say? Um, no, it's just really good. Like I said, it, it, it formed the template and it really was kind of a launch, a launching point for a lot of what Disney and Marvel have done afterwards. And they hit on something there. They really did. Mm-hmm. What's your number eight, Ryan? Toy Story 1. All right. I really enjoyed Toy Story 1 as a youngster. I uh, played the video game on Sega. Uh, and I, I played really, it on the N64. Whoop, whoop. So. That video game was so hard. <laughs> so difficult. I was like, this is why. Um, but I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Um, it was better than, you know, the second one. And then the third one, I think the third one was a little more sad third one's depressing is it i haven't seen it but I, well i've seen bits and pieces and the second one as as everybody should know i am a huge fan of fraser so kelsey Grammer was in it but he was like the bad guy um but I, the first one just kind of stands on its own like it could have been like its own movie and it's, it would have been cool toy story one is an absolute classic and we can go ahead and well, I, that's my number seven so oh, that's, okay we're pretty close to that yeah it's Honestly, I watched the shit out of this when I was a kid. I watched it over and over and over. It was the first movie like that, too. I, I was the first Disney Pixar movie. Ninety six, I think. Yeah. 90, maybe even ninety five. I think I wouldn't seen that. In very, theaters. very, very beginning of computer generated movies in general. And voice acting. You had Tom Hanks. Tim and Tim Allen. Allen. And these were like two heavyweights at the time. Absolutely. I, I don't think it can be overstated the cultural impact that this had. Like the just the merchandising from this alone. The music too. The music. Just the, everything about this is absolutely iconic. I haven't watched it honestly in years. And I think that I've when Toy Story 4 came out, I went back and watched some like clips from the original on YouTube. And it's obvious that it's not aged as well. Like you, you watch toy story four and watch the original. You can tell that there's a, been a big leap in technology in 25 years, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind's eye, since it's been a while, exactly. I just think it's like the same. I, thing. I see it as the same, but there's just so many great parts. Like Sid as the weird fucking kid next door, like to I infinity had, and beyond. To that's infinity a huge, and beyond. I had, you nightmares. got a friend in me. I had nightmares about his weird, Baby doll, like spider baby doll, thing, spider crab thing. God, that thing scared me when I was like, I was like five or six when that came out, and I was scared of that. I was scared of Sid. Uh, who is your favorite, Buzz or Woody? Mm, I think I was more of a Woody fan. I was a Woody fan too, and I had the, I had the, I had multiple Woody like dolls or toys in mm-hmm. my in my room when I was a kid. I didn't like Buzz Lightyear as much. I think I just I didn't like the Charlotte Hornets colors at the time, which is kind of what he looked like. Well, I think he was so <laughs> confident in himself and it took a while to get there. But if I'm thinking about it now, maybe Buzz would have been my favorite because I like whenever he, he pretty much goes through like this 
midlife crisis or whatever and he's like i've been having all these drinks with these ladies here and his like arms undone he's got that stupid hat it's that's kind of funny did you get that he was supposed to be drunk in that movie uh, because I didn't get that when I was I a kid. I don't think I got it when I was a kid. I just thought he was just going through something, you know, which alcohol will help. Yeah. Maybe. But we're hinder. And the parents that took their kids to watch that, like they see Tim Allen as a spaceman toy getting drunk with the fucking. <laughs> that's like an inside kind of joke thing it where really your kids is. are going to pick up on it. Absolutely, because that went right over my head when I was a kid. Well, I think you found some of that in uh, Tim Allen movies like the Santa Claus. I think there was some stuff like that in there. Yeah, this would have been Tim Allen's height of power. It really think was because Santa tool- Claus came out like not too long. And after, tool time happening concurrently with this. You mean home improvement? Uh, no, I mean tool time. No, you talking about Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, 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 I've already got my owl flannel on tonight. So, oh God, <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen's really fallen off as the years have gone over, but I think he's okay with it. I think he knows where he's at. He did everything he needed to do. He sold all the cocaine he needed to as well. Yeah, he went so. from living in jail or being in jail to doing like he's like Robert Downey Jr. The pre-Robert Downey Jr. Kind of, yeah. Not a bad, not a bad comparison. That's what I do. Um, so yeah, my number seven, also Toy Story. What was, what was yours? Um, so my number seven was Inside Out. Okay. Um, I I've thought never that, seen this. Oh, so, um, it has, um, uh, I'm just going to call her Leslie Nope. Um, but I know that's not her name. Uh, what you is Amy Poehler? Amy Poehler, <laughs> Leslie Nope. Um, she is the main character and she plays Joy. Basically, um, she is, there are emotions inside of our head and they are personified, um, by like joy. So it's joy, sadness, anger, uh, envy, and like worry. Um, great cast. You had like Bill Hader. Um, you had Leslie Nope. You had Phyllis from the office. Lewis Black is in this too, isn't he? Yeah, he's I think he's anger. And then oh, you had Mindy. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Mindy Kaling from uh the office. She is envy. Um and but inside everybody's mind it's different. And it's it's just great to see how they depict it. And I don't know. I, I really like the concept. It seems like something it's so simple, but they build it out so well to explain stuff. It's kind of like soul when they were explaining that, that seemed like a crazy concept. I think soul is soul did not make my list, but I think it's like one of those movies where they really, really got in there into the weeds and started thinking like, how can we present this in a like personified way? And I thought inside out just did a really good job of doing that. Yeah. I, I, Every list when I was kind of looking, I was looking at different lists to see what other people, how people rank these, what they consider them. This was high on everybody's list. And it makes me, it does make me feel like a bit of an idiot for not watching this. I think, Oh, it's worth the watch. Wally was another one where people I've never seen, but people really seem to rate it pretty highly. And I think that part of that was probably because of how it seems like people really like how it's portrayed, but also the parallels to the obvious uh, we're turning this planet into a, a dumpster right now. So that's, there's definitely that real world parallel, but 
yeah, it, it certainly seems like it's very highly rated and it's good to see that, that you obviously feel the same way as well. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so my, uh, my number six, it's up. Okay. So up, maybe I was just going through some shit when this came out in 2009, <laughs> but, and I held onto it tightly. I held onto it tightly and then I started, my feet came off the ground and I just started slowly floating, uh, up, up in an, an uh, upward trajectory i was trying to not to say up but floated up what fuck a, if the first 10 minutes that's what i was saying how crushing is that thing i've ever seen but that's life right movie. it is life and it just is just really hammering home the point that you are going to get old everyone you know you and will love die is going to die and then you are probably going to die or but, if you don't die soon enough you're going to be sad and lonely until a fat boy scout and his weird and his really funny dog come along to rescue you from your life of just solitude and but how crazy that's just like a a very interesting way to be like all right we're just gonna tether a bunch of balloons here we're gonna fly away (laughs) it's the simplest concept because we've all thought about that when a kid when we're kids we'd be like oh we'll just get like a lawn chair and a bunch of balloons and we'll just fly away somewhere Mm -hmm. it's such a touching movie it really i think that this i was at the point where i was old enough i was 17 or 18 when i watched this watch this in the theater and i think i somehow i somehow made that connection that oh disney movies are really kind of sad and when you think about that that's not news to you like 101 dalmatians there's fucking dog genocide so a lady can make a coat bambi Bambi's oh yeah wife that's gets the first one i thought hunter like disney beauty and the beast killing off female characters <laughs> They really do. There's a lot of dead Disney moms and they're often treated as plot devices for the hero's journey or whatever. Who is typically male. But I will say um, that kind of was flipped in Lion King, right? Because Mufasa was killed. This is more. Yeah. Up. Even even so, even you you can make so many jokes about the way that Disney likes to kill off their moms and stuff. But this really is a heartfelt sort of thing that even when I was 17 or 18 and I thought that I was too cool for this kind of shit. I was like, like I don't, don't really, cry. Don't cry. I don't really want to watch this. Poof. Fuck it. The first 10 minutes of this aren't just the most crushing piece of like cinema I had seen at the time where I was just like, man, shit. Fuck it. That's made, real doll. That made me cry. It didn't make me cry, but I definitely seen that movie in theaters as well. No shame. I was just like, God, did you see watch it at the Kernersville Theater? No, I think we went I to did. the Grand. I was dating, uh, not my wife at the time, and me and this <laughs> girl I was dating at the time went to go see it. And I remember being like, "Jam, it's all right." This was twelve years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've only been together for like six or seven years. So, yeah. What's your number six? Um, I went with Finding Nemo. There, all right. All right. Um, I Finding Nemo. I think that was a pretty tight movie. It was the first movie that took place in like the ocean for Pixar. And I think (laughs) a momentous location change. Yes. And I, I don't know. I just, it's very interesting to me and just like the jellyfish stuff and like swimming with the turtles in the little tunnel, like crush and stuff. And then getting caught in the Australian, like um, dentist office. And then there was uh, William Defoe there. I just, Oh, that was a very fun time. There are so many good pieces of that. Finding Nemo is an absolute classic. I love that movie. That was another one where I was 
I considered myself a little bit too old for that, but I, I watched that in the, in the theater. I, we had the VHS and the DVD for We it. had the DVD. Yeah. And really replayed the shit out of that from like 2003 to 2005. It was, it, it's, it's absolutely great. I wish they had done the sequel like a couple years after and it would maybe would have hit a little different. I don't think they can just do like turnaround like that. Yeah. I think it took them a lot longer to make those Pixar movies back then. Just not just in terms of like the quality and like the planning, but literally the technological limitations. It just took longer for them to like render the stuff, render mm-hmm. the characters and the movement and stuff. So, yeah. It ain't like the olden days. Yeah. I mean, 2003, even, even then, like it was incredible. It looked, I remember it still looks incredible for a, a CGI movie from, 18 years ago also another mom was killed right yes um, another dead mom yeah just absolutely just and the ending is out. good too like so you know nemo and he's he's got his school and everybody's together but then like even the characters who are at the dentist office they're in these bags and they're like swimming and stuff kind of fucked up but it's also kind of funny they're getting out of there just willem dafoe as the fish with the scar <laughs> he did a really good job. I was such a good job, man. That is that's, something different for him. So yeah, finding Nemo, spoiler alert, a lot further up my list, two more spots actually, but uh, yeah, that's spoiler that's alert. Absolute. That's a, that's a classic as well. Uh, where are we at? Number five. Uh-huh. Uh, this is my first non Pixar one. Mulan. Mulan, really? The original Mulan. Okay, there we go. I love this movie. Did you? I, I this was a movie that I had seen once in the theaters when I was a kid, and I never really watched it anymore after that. Um, Mulan has a special place in my heart for sure. Um, and, and who I hurt just, you? I, <laughs> well, let's just say they made a man out of me, and or uh, did they? <laughs> <laughs> you can tuck it and be like, "Where'd it go?" <laughs> Well, it's kind of the opposite of that, isn't it? Where it's like the, the I know the one scene from this that's somewhat controversial is where Mulan was they're bathing in the river and she's like, "Oh no, I got boobs or whatever," and they're then the other two, the other two soldiers are with her, just too dumb to like realize what's going on. So, um, and Eddie Murphy's in this and he's the dragon, and you know what? What more do you want? What more do you want? Is Eddie Murphy playing a Chinese nipples. dragon? <laughs> We want nipples in this movie. This, the original Mulan really is great. And I think it's probably one of those few times that Disney kind of looked outside of this European white culture that they usually do. And I think I haven't even noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's kind of loosely based on a Chinese like proverb or parable. And uh, it's just, it's, Classic Disney. Genuinely like stealing from other cultures. Yeah, they love to do that, don't they? (laughs) Making money for the white man. Anyways, I I do really like the original Mulan. um, And you'll note that the uh, one that they did, the live action one, not on this list. And you know what? Spoiler alert for my top five. None of those remakes or live action ones are in my top five either. So (laughs) I'm going to go off and say (laughs) samesies. What's your what's in what's the first of your top five, Ryan? Um, so five, we've already discussed it, it was up. Okay. I just enjoyed I, I once again, this is kind of like um what makes this different? So this is 
kind of can be flipped with Finding Nemo for me. This is the only one that I kind of struggled with where I was like, oh, I could interchange these. Um, it's kind of like Inside Out. I really like the um, thought process there. Like, hey, all these balloons are going to fly this guy out of here. Ed Asner, great vocal work. And then, of course, there was this other old man that he had to fight with and stuff. And they I don't know. It was it was very adventurous. And it also, again, there's that island aspect where the colors are very vibrant. And I really enjoy the scenery. Um, yes, the dog. He's very funny. Yes. Squirrel. And, and yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin, isn't that? Uh, I think so. I think Kevin's the fat boy. Scout. Yeah. Boy Scout. And he was he was kind of in the way. And then there was that weird dodo character um, or like ostrich or something i don't know i just <laughs> really enjoy dodo it. character very vibrant just out of the box kind of like hey one of these balloons take us somewhere else probably very probably cool somewhere else <laughs> intro heartbreaking yep uh, all right number four for me finding nemo we already talked about that what's what's your number four this is a wild card all right and it maybe i'm just uh I'm re- I'm here for it. I'm ready to fond of the times. I thought Toy Story Four was really, really, really good. Well, spoiler alert. We may be talking about that again here in a minute too. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I went and saw this movie. Zero expecta- expectations. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bomb, but I really loved Forky. Forky was great. Like back to the trash. I loved it. You're like me trash <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i love that forky was great and then it was kind of like a not so sad way uh like the third one was very right. sad and stuff um i mean yeah you broke up the team but i don't know i just really enjoyed it and i thought the adventure was cool and it didn't really focus on andy and his mom by this right. point you know they because were owned by somebody else that story's been told yeah and, and honestly so that was my on, that's the second one on my list. Oh, Toy Story 4? 4. Yeah, so, yeah all right. it, it got pretty high. Um, the reason that I, like you, I went with zero expectations when I literally rolled my eyes when they announced they were making a fourth Toy Story because I, they did three and they wrapped it up so nicely. That story had been told. So mm-hmm. I was like, what could they possibly add to that? They That was the best Toy Story of all of them. Easy. Was it? See, I don't know because I haven't watched any of them, but I know that struck a chord with Hon- me. Honestly, like it, it's it, it. It was a movie that was made for the people that grew up with the original one. So that the people that were kids when they watched the first one, and now that they're you know almost thirty when they watch Toy Story four, mm-hmm. it really resonates with this this whole theme of kind of loss and letting go and adapting and kind of accepting that you go through changes in life and life has seasons and it's this really profound, almost sad kind of transition that all of these toys and Woody especially is having to go through because he's watched like what two owners now kind of go through this phase where they're kids and then they don't play with them as much. And now it's like, they're they're just having to deal with so much change and so much loss and, God, it's it's an emotional gut a, punch. It's a heavy movie for a kids movie, but I would argue it's not even really a kids movie at this point. It's I think Forky makes it a kids movie. Forky makes it a kids movie, but literally all of their other characters are. I would argue that this was something that was what about made the soldier characters, little yeah. dumb fuckers. <laughs> um, 
who else was in that? It was Duke Kaboom. Key and Peel are in that. They were in that yeah. too. And they were just silly. <laughs> Keanu Reeves in this too. So yeah, there's definitely elements of that kids of I enjoy you know, that little hangout that they were all in too, yeah, all the toys in the um I like antique that. shop. They're in a, yeah, an antique shop and they're also in like a fair in like Arizona or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That was the end, yeah. And then um, the biggest antagonist is also experiencing the same thing. Exactly. And they're going they through the, help each other out. Yeah, they're going through the same shit. I I really enjoyed that. I remember when we watched when we did the episodes on it, we did Toy Story 401 week and Spider-Man the week after. And that was those are two really good ones back to back in that summer of 2019. Well, um <laughs> this movie was like my biggest surprise for that year as well as zombie land too yeah and which is always great when you go in with like no expectations and then you just get rocked yeah thinking something's gonna suck and winding up loving it is two different the best feeling yeah (laughs) it's so good so you're number three my number three the lion king the original lion king i that would have made my list if i thought that we were doing (laughs) um disney in Pixar and Pixar movies, but mine are all Disney Pixar yeah. based, up but in, Lion King's great up until I was eight or nine. This was probably my arguably my favorite movie. I saw this uh, in theaters. I wore this out. I saw this in theaters too at the like 25th anniversary re-release or something, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of a special experience. It's always cool to like some of these classic movies to go back and watch them on a big screen, kind of like they were meant to be seen. Mm-hmm. I did that with, um, I think wizard of Oz had a re-release home alone, uh, Lion King. So uh, what was that other movie that you were going to see? 2001, a space. Odyssey, yeah, there it which is. Was, I was like, I could have watched this at home. <laughs> but- <laughs> that was fucking stupid. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I do appreciate that format. And that is something I really miss, but yeah, Lion King is one of the best movies ever made. Honestly, it's so, great music in it. It's incredible. The 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 acting, the performances, JTT, the animation, fucking James Earl Jones as as uh Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Just ab- it's absolutely a product of 1990. But so good. Exactly. Timon and Pumba, man. Timon and fucking Pumba. Nathan Lane and Pumba. I don't know who did Pumbaa's voice. Oh, that was also Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just perfect kids movie that also deals with some very, very adult themes at the same time. I don't like watching Mufasa get trampled to death. Traumatic experience for like a six-year-old to watch. Yeah. And Scar and was a fucking asshole. Scar and I was so the hyenas. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg I is in this was movie. Afraid of Cheech the hyenas Marianne. for the longest time. I would cover my eyes when the hyenas <laughs> were on screen. But they were kind of fun. They were not scary at all, but I was so scared of the hyenas when I was a kid for some reason. A little fucking chicken, but um this <laughs> Honestly, it's it holds a special place in my heart, and it's also just it, it's incredibly well made. And I would put it against Zazu, any of the animated movies from the last like 
Well, I mean, that it's, opening's huge, it's right? One of, it, I genuinely think it's one of the best made movies of all time. Not Maybe not the best movie, but it's one of the best made ones of all time. When you sure. say it, I just picture that uh, baboon taking Simba out there and holding him. Rafiki taking yeah. Simba and holding him out over the rock for everybody to see him. And then that music playing and Iconic. stuff. Iconic. It's no wonder that when they did the live action remake, they just re it was a shot for shot remake because they already made the perfect movie. Well, why, why did even they need bother money? Why even <laughs> bother? I didn't see it. And I knew that was going to be trash, though. I thought it was going to do fairly well. Yeah, I think that it's just that that animation style is just it lends itself to that. When you have photorealistic animals that are talking, but don't show emotion, don't show human emotions. Mm-hmm. It's weird, and it misses the point. <laughs> Why her Beyonce didn't really give a lot of to her performance? Well, there. who would have thought in one of her first roles since the Pink Panther two and Austin Powers three? Yeah, there you go. But uh, who would have thought that her return to cinema would be? Well, why even do it for this? Like, I don't know what, and why do it for a voice acting role either? I don't know. Maybe they thought that it would be the easiest way, so it's, she didn't have to do like vocal or uh, facial anythings. But basically, anythings, facial anythings. <laughs> but basically, let's just she take, bombed and shit yeah, the bed. Just take some Valium and talk like a lion for a little bit. <sighs> Anyways. Glad they got James Earl Jones back, though. I'm assuming they have That's every, a national treasure. Right I'm there. assuming every word he's ever said has been just Candy recorded wedding. at some point. Yeah. He will make a boy with if his he ever, panties. And I know he's at least 90. So if he passes away, I'm sure they've got some kind of voice sampler for any other Darth Vader parts and or Mufasa reboots that they have. Where he was also in Frasier. Is what? Hey, was he really? Yeah. And he's also, he was just in one episode and uh, filled her dreams because it's summertime, baseball's happening. <laughs> Your number three. Number three, Mr. Ratatouille. Sassy. All right. I really enjoyed Ratatouille. I thought that Patton Oswald did a great job and uh, it takes place in France and it's just like this kid who wants there. to be. I also had a rant in my Did you hat. see a rat? <laughs> I had a rat in my head and he controlled all my actions. Well, that's fucking cool because jealous. I just thought that was cool. It's like this dream of going to dream kind of thing. And then like the rats, I don't know. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, I can't pinpoint what it is. Maybe it's just that this rat's just a dreamer and somehow he ends up getting to do what he wants to do and it's food and I'm fat. It's a vibe. It is. Maybe it is a vibe. Maybe food is a vibe. To be honest, I enjoyed red. I've only seen it like twice, but I really enjoyed it both times I watched it. And I was struggling with this and finding Dory as like my top 10 one. Mm. And I eventually wound up swapping it out because I could remember it a little bit better, but Ratatouille, I do from what I, the parts that I do remember great movie yeah i think it's stellar yeah um i wouldn't mind it's been a while since i watched it but i know that's like right up there with my other your other top yeah you already know what one of my two is toy story 2 is my number two what's yours my number two do you want to talk about toy story 2 i already talked or toy story 4 toy story 4 gotcha toy story 2 is not great (laughs) not on this list (laughs) we've already talked about um 
my number two, Moana. Okay. All right. I oh, absolutely pretty, so really high on your yeah. List. Whenever because I think it was nine for you, and I was like, dude, I think I, I fucking love. Moana. We may have landed on a consensus number one then for the first time. Yeah, no, doubtful. We'll, we'll talk. All right, doubtful. All right. Um. So Moana, once again, yeah. I just love the scenic stuff. And I thought the music was good. I can't wait. If I hope they make a sequel, dig it. All right. Number one. Coco. Coco. Really? Yeah. I watched this two weeks, two, two or three weeks ago. And maybe it's just because I've been going through some uh, family stuff <laughs> lately. Uh, my grandpa passed away a couple weeks ago. And, um, so this deals with the afterlife and also very family centric afterlife being forgotten and disappearing literally what, so you, you die in this, uh, the Dia de los Muertos afterlife. And if uh, people don't put up your, you know, your photo every year and honor you, you kind of fade from memory and you get forgotten if they don't remember what you were like in life. And that is one of the saddest things I think I've ever heard. (laughs) And this was so vibrant, so colorful. Oh, definitely. The music in this is incredible. The acting in this is incredible. It is just, uh, it's hard to picture a better made Pixar movie than this. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just, it's so gorgeous. It's so creative. It's so good that, they finally realize that they need to get actors from the cultures that they're portraying to portray the characters that they're <laughs> get out of town. Hey, yeah. this is a Hispanic kids park. All right. We're going to hire an old white man to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Coco is just, it's if you've never watched it, it's in my opinion, it's the best Pixar movie. And this is from someone that didn't watch it until like three weeks ago. And it's, it's so good. I, the fucking last 20 minutes of this are a real emotional roller coaster that maybe just because of some of the stuff that I've been going through lately hit me a little bit harder, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a great, great movie. It's not a kid. I wouldn't even argue it's a kid's movie at all. When you deal with the topic of, of death and family and the afterlife. Well, has Pixar and movies even been? I don't movies know. Lately, I I think that that's the stigma, but I there arguably as much for the parents as for the kids that they're you know, taking them to the the movies to see. But Coco is an absolute work of art. Of art, <laughs> yes, they build a boat. I ruined that. They didn't build a single boat in this, and you know what? Two animals sinking down my list. I changed my mind. No, it's 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 amazing. It's it's an absolute work of art, and I would recommend it to anyone. If you haven't seen it, you should seriously watch it. It's one one of the best movies I've seen in a long, long time for for many reasons. But it's it's so well made. The music is incredible, and it just looks gorgeous and. Yeah, it's a it's a good one for sure. <laughs> um, you got me wanting to go back and watch it. My cat that I had since I was like a kid had died around this time. So we, I was watching it and I remember Megan fell asleep and I just bawled like a little baby bitch. It's so good. Well, I can't even remember the movie because I was just so caught up on the, <laughs> like what you said, like the the death aspect of it. And it just like tore me up. Um, I also was watching uh, a dog's purpose during this time oh, too. No. <laughs> yeah, my cat had just died like maybe like we put him down like maybe 5 or 6 days before 
And these are the movies that I was watching. So I was just a total wreck. Um, so I, I should go back and watch it under more of a, um, a sane mind. Clearer mind but, yeah, less emotional. But yeah, it's... I don't, I don't know. There's there's so many good things. It's uh, it's one of those movies that definitely stands on its stands on its own, but it's it's even greater because of the sum of its parts. The acting is spot on. The music is incredible. Visually, probably one of the best looking and most creative, creatively designed animated movies I've ever seen. It's it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, I knew it was very vibrant. It kind of um, there's this. Um, in psychonauts there's like a bullfighter in there and it has a lot of fluorescent colors and it seems like it may be hispanic um kind of like spain it's like takes place in like spain yeah um so my number one what is yes is something that we've already mentioned oh really yes Wally is my Wally. number one. I should watch this. I love I- Wally. I've loved it for a long time. Um, Wally is about this like recycle robot who lives on this earth that is like decimated, and all the people have left um, because it's just polluted so much. Right. And uh, his only friend is a cockroach. And then one day a bot comes down and she's scanning for life. And Wally has the shoe that has um, plant life in it. Basically, a, that's where the story gets started is like he follows her and he falls in love with her kind of because it's the first person he ever, he ever met or um, I guess someone like him. And then they go off to outer space where all the humans are living. Um Fred Willard's in this movie. There's not a lot of dialogue for a lot of it. It's just, um, just no dialogue, but I love that about it. I think that's one of the best things. And I really love the, um, the soundtrack, um, La Vie and Rose by Louis Armstrong's in there. And it's just kind of cheeky and funny. And I just get it. Because maybe whenever I watched it, I was feeling like I was a loner and didn't have anybody. And I kind of felt like my only friend was a cockroach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just felt like Wally. And then maybe that's what made me fall in love with the movie a bit. But it also um, points out how the world's being destroyed by people who were just, you know, looking for convenience and just like, fuck it, we'll pollute everything. Yeah. It, there was like underlying stuff there but ultimately it was a story of love and uh, adventure and i loved it i feel like if i had actually watched this this probably would have been one of my favorites too just because of where i was when this came out it was like 07 08 yeah it would have hit me right in the exact same spot and also the same kind of the setup of this obviously yeah pretty angsty but also it, it it's what's happening. Like if, if you, if you can't just destroy the world and not expect things, there to be consequences and yeah. And all the humans are fat and everything's so convenient. Yeah. And it's not a, a that far fetched of a reality to imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, it's, I love it. Um, 
And that is my bona fide number one. I, Moana is great, and I would watch Moana a million times. But this is just like my bona fide one. Well, I feel like we've learned some stuff about each other tonight. And you know what? I always really enjoy when we do like these list episodes just because it, it's fun to revisit something like this and really think about why you like what you like <laughs> and ask yourself some tough questions. And it's just it's it's a, it is a nice kind of thing to do. But you know, that's the reason why I didn't, it's, you know, stuff that I didn't watch, I'd include. If I had watched Wally, it probably would have been one of my favorites. But you know what? I've never seen it. I probably will watch it now. Inside but, Out, you got to watch that yeah, too. Yeah, got to watch that one too. But you have, again, haven't seen it. But, um, you know, the, the, that's our list. If you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, suck my ass. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm not going to make a list for stuff I haven't watched. We're not posers like that. Yeah, I <laughs> so maybe we should do like Marvel superheroes. Maybe. Or well, no, video games. I think that would be way open ended. We need something a little more. We need some extra help. Get yeah. Co- bring miss bring Cody back. Oh yeah, that would be the person because <laughs> yeah. he plays a shit ton of video games. Maybe like Marvel villains or superheroes. Yeah. I know we've done just villains and superheroes, but hmm. Anyways, I have I have an uh, I have an idea for next week, but we'll talk about it off mic. Oh, anyways, it's getting late. Ryan is uh, Ryan is old and he has to go home. And you know what? I'm old and I'm already home and I'm already looking at my bed. Um, so. No, you're not. Unless you can see through walls. <laughs> I can. Unless you're sleeping on this couch oh. or my face. Oh, there we go. Anyways, <laughs> guys, it's it's late. We got to wrap it up. It, we're a little bit later than normal, but you know what? It's still technically Thursday when this goes up. So, hey. Yeah. Damn. Zoom it's me. Thursday somewhere. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Um, please do uh, follow motherfuckers. Follow. Share it with a friend. Lie to a friend if you need to. Give steal, them syphilis. Give them this podcast. Steal their phone and review this uh, Review this podcast. Five on stars app. only. Yeah, exactly. If it's four, we'll take it. But if it's less than four, seriously, don't bother. If it's if it's less than five, then send I'm going to come and kill you. Send Ryan a personal note as to why you think. Send us dick pics. Yeah, I'd rather get that than less than a five-star review. <laughs> dick pics and coochie pics. That's the only pics we want. <laughs> Guys, uh, thanks for listening. As we say at the end of this and every episode of uh, Almost Accurate. Nighty night, bitches. Until next time, folks. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.